0: All right, man. Welcome back, Jim Cooper. Jim Cooper is an assemblyman, a legislator here in California. How long have you been a legislator?
1: Eight years now.
0: Damn, seems like 50.
1: No, you no. You look 70. I probably look good, though. But it, <laughs> for it, a 70-year-old? It, it, it has gone by. <laughs> it, it, eight years have gone by very fast. Yeah.
0: So what, and now, uh, Assemblyman Cooper, Jim Cooper, is going to be running for Sacramento County Sheriff.
1: Correct. correct? I, after eight years, I still have four years left in, in the legislature, in the assembly, but... Um, the sheriff of Sacramento County is leaving, so there's an opening. And right now, um, homelessness is the number one issue in California, and crime's right there at number two. So you, what was your role with the
0: sheriff's department before? So I was a
1: captain. I spent 30 years there, retired as a captain, and uh, spent 10 years in narcotics. So I had a pretty good career, and you know, now it's time to, I think it's a tipping point, so that's why I want to go back and um, help with things.
0: So what we want to talk about today with you is what's happening to the state of California because you want to go on, you know, you're going to be making a move to become the next sheriff here in Sacramento. I think shir- I think Sacramento is indicative of the state of California. It's not LA. It's not the country. It's kind of like that, you know, middle. It's like, you know, small town, California. I think it's representative of the rest of California. Right. Um. And it's bad, man. It's pretty bad. It's bad here. You want to face that?
1: Oh, 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 crime is is big. Um, violent crime is up. Um, a poll just came out from UC Berkeley the other day, or Berkeley Institute. I'm sorry, and crime is on a lot of folks' mind, and 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 people are people are frightened, and rightly so. It's, it's not pandering or scaring people. It's that people don't feel safe right now.
0: I was at an attorney general's conference. It was the uh, Democrat Attorney General right. Association meeting in um, Las Vegas last week. Every single attorney general, whether they came from a progressive state, a conservative state, every one of them talked about how bad crime was.
1: Well, it's interesting because a lot of folks have changed their narrative before they were somewhere defunding the police. You know, crime's not up. And now everybody's changed their attitude and what they're speaking because they had to. Because it's first and foremost on people's minds.
0: So... I want to talk about, you grew up in Rancher Cordova. Yes. Yeah, you were, your your dad was in the military. He was in the Air Force at Mather Air Force Base, now closed. Correct. Yes. I grew up, uh, I didn't, I grew up in the military, but uh, I was at McClellan, right. which is a closed Air Force Base now, across town from Mather where you grew up. Yes. Um, I played sports though. You probably didn't, right?
1: What sport did you play? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're small in stature, da- <laughs> were you a cheerleader? You're small in stature. <laughs> I can see you doing this. I was the split. one they
0: threw up. They threw up the girl. That what they call the flyer. The flyer. I was the flyer. You're, you're small. You as were as the a, base. Yeah,
1: you could be a flyer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, um, Rancho Cordova. You're familiar with that area. And I run in Rancho Cordova because it's flat. Used right. to be all vineyards out there, and um, Rancho Cordova. It's kind of interesting because that's where the Golden State Killer was. Yep. it was in that area all throughout those towns. When when it was new, they didn't have all the all the all the trees, but it was next to the river. And the Golden State Killer used to, like, travel along the river, come up there into those new, at that time, new new developments and find his victims and then sneak back out in between the yards out there. So there is there is a history there. Um, it's cute. It's a nice town, though. I really like it. Is. I like Rancho. Um, however, in January, I think on January 27th, Rancho, a place that I run by. It's actually a very, very nice little area. El Manto? El, El Manto Access. El Manto Access to the American River. Nice family homes. And these homes have access to the river. It's right behind them. Well, not exactly right behind them, but, you know, you got to walk down 50 yards or something and there's the river and there's nothing but for like riparian areas. That means there's a lot of woods and stuff for you. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> So um, there is a young woman, Emma Rourke, 20 years old, autistic, noon, noon on January 27th. And she said, hey, I'm going to go for a walk, put her Walkman on or whatever they call them now, put her ear pods in and um, went down there and she never came back home. And her family called the cops at 6 p.m. They're like, hey, where's our daughter? We can't find our daughter. You know, they didn't look for her for forty-eight hours. I think because of her age. I'm not sure about that.
1: M- missing person cases are tough. I was a spokesman yeah. for four years, and I responded to probably we we're averaging probably about fifty homicides a year. And I would rather deal with a homicide case than a missing person's case. Ah, oh, there's just
0: no because there's no end, right? It's just, tough,
1: and and you know, you do have a group of folks that go missing that turn up. That's why if law enforcement put out a missing persons report for everyone, it'd be different. But this case is a little different with her being autistic and, mm-hmm. and special needs. So that's a little bit of a different um, yeah, issue on it.
0: So she went down the access, right? <laughs> she mm-hmm. went off the Manto Street access, went down there and um, never showed up. 48 hours, cops went looking for her. Um, I think six days later on February 2nd, they found her body tied up in, an, in a, a secluded area down there by the river. And I think she had been, I didn't read a lot in the paper on what had happened. Do you have
1: any info on that or? She'd been sexually assaulted. She was raped. She was raped. Violently. And, and what I think it's interesting now because it, you think about this case, the the media was more graphic because um, the folks put out what happened. Because oh, they typically did. Because typically it's like just sexually assaulted. Right. And that really doesn't give you a real picture. And she was, it, it was horrifying what happened to that young lady. It never should have happened. So I think you're better off putting out more details to really let the public know what type of individuals we're dealing with out there on our streets. And I think when people read that, they're shocked and they should be shocked.
0: You're right. I believe so, too. I believe so, too. If you just say a person was, if you say a person disappeared, right? I mean, right. yeah, okay, they disappeared. But if you say they were abducted, tied up, tortured, <laughs> raped, and murdered, that's yes. a little different, man. That makes you watch your kids. Um, so on February 11th, they arrested uh, Mikilo Rawls. 37-year-old, I think he was homeless or he had maybe been living in the encampments down by, which now populate that beautiful area down by the river. Right. And um, he had a long, I believe a long, long history of crime been in and out. I don't know if he was on parole at the time. No, probation. He was on parole. Okay. So he was on probation at the time. Correct. And um, living down by the river on probation. I don't know if his probation officer had ever had a meeting with him. Right. Um, So he was just essentially let go into the wild, literally. And now we have a young 20-year-old, Emma Rourke, who's never going to come back home. This story is not atypical of what's happening in California right now, up and down the state. We know of her because the circumstances make it a, a very touching case for people. Everybody, a lot of people have daughters, right? They go for walks, want to listen to some music and just, you know, clear their head a little bit. So it touched home, but this same kind of stuff is happening
1: up and down California. Katie Tibbets in Land Park. What happened there? Um, a parolee uh, broke on her house, raped her, killed her, um, killed her dogs and set her house on fire. And he was that on was parole. Correct. Late last year. And what was interesting, we're actually running a bill in her honor, in her name, because when you're on parole, that means you're you're discharged from state prison. And here you have a parolee that's discharged and he's a transient. So you have some legitimate parolees that are transients and can't find a place to live, but you also have some that don't want law enforcement or parole coming and searching their house. They'll say, I'm a transient. I have no place to live. Well- you're transient you got nice clothes on you're wearing nice shoes and nice clothes you're probably not a transient you're involved in criminal activity and you don't want your place uh your residence searched at all so that, if some folks claiming that does that happen it's, it's happening right now yes. so
0: people are claiming guys that are doing bad stuff guys or girls that are doing bad stuff they're like whoa whoa, whoa i'm transient man like you can't we
1: can't really. Yeah, they're transient.
0: So they're taking advantage of what we've done to our laws here in California. Correct.
1: And there's some that are legitimately transient. Sure. But what this bill would do is um if you're transient, we're gonna put a ankle bracelet monitor on you. So a lot and also a lot of these folks abscond. So after the second time they abscond it failed to appear for court, the judge can sentence them to county jail time. So there's a hammer there because right now they're just in and out of the system. It's a revolving door. So it really helps the the judicial system. And deal with it in law enforcement, the DA's office. The issue is getting it out of public safety. They had a bill yesterday.
0: You mean you mean in Calif- The California legislature has a committee called Public Safety
1: Committee. Correct. Right. And we know how bad the retail theft is. Someone had a bill yesterday. With a colleague of mine, Jackie Irwin, and her bill did not get out.
0: So I think if if I'm thinking of the bill again, this is a piece of California legislature, and her bill would have allowed. When they're doing these, uh, the the retail theft and they're doing it all over the place.
1: Smashing grabs, yeah. The
0: smashing grabs. She would have, what would it allow them to aggregate the cost? To
1: deal with it, yeah, and yeah. Lower, lower the amount. And we mm-hmm. ran a bill like that too multiple times and couldn't get it out. So that's that's the problem you face in California. Well,
0: what's the argument against that? Because I think the average Californian thinks that that makes so much sense.
1: I think about 95% of the public would vote for it in support of it. The problem is you can't get it out of a committee. So that's the issue. But why? Why can't it get out of committee? Because you have your most um, progressive members in charge of public safety and on public safety. So bills go there and die.
0: So so the leadership purposely puts members who are like anti, not anti-law enforcement, but are soft on crime on these committees?
1: Um, in a manner of speaking. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. See, I don't think the public knows that.
1: Public has no idea.
0: I think the public thinks that bills come up and then the whole body votes on them, right? It just no. goes to the floor. But there is a process by which things like this are shunted off to the side or quietly killed. They never see the light of day.
1: Correct. Never get a hearing. So that's a problem. So right now we knew we know when I ran Prop 20 in uh, 2018, if Prop 20 was on the ballot today, Prop 20 would pass, dealing with the retail theft issue and the crime stuff. The public, public's tired of it. They're tired well, of it. Mm-hmm. And they want they want to see change.
0: Well, let's talk about prop let's talk about prop twenty after let's go back to prop forty seven. Sure. So prop forty seven was in two thousand fourteen. And um prop forty seven, God, what was that called? Like
1: the Safe Streets and in Schools Initiative. The Safe Streets in and <laughs> Schools Initiative. That is amazing. It had nothing to do with that.
0: Yeah. And so what that did was that lowered the amount uh, or it lowered uh, the threshold for a lot of felonies, right? Or no. Shoot. It,
1: it, re- it reduced seven crimes, uh-huh. seven crimes from felonies to misdemeanors, drug and theft crimes.
0: OK, so now that is what made the nine hundred. That's when people talk about nine hundred fifty dollars, how you can steal anything up to nine hundred and fifty dollars in California and not pay a price for it. That's what did it.
1: Correct. Before right? before then, it was two fifty. Anything above two fifty. Right. Now it's nine fifty.
0: And everybody knows, man. Everybody knows. I worked in a in a psychiatric facility. I know you spent a lot of time in jails. I mean, but that's personal. No, but I mean I know you spent a lot of time as a as a deputy. Yeah, as a deputy in the jails. Deputy Sheriff. <laughs> and so I know you know as well as I know, even when I worked in the in the psych hospitals, man, these guys talk. They right. talk all the time. They talk about programs. They talk about systems. They talk about, hey man, you know, if you go here, here's what they do. If you go here, here. I mean, and sometimes it's good because they talk about different programs in different counties. But other times they talk about, hey, if you do this over here, you know, they're not gonna put you in jail. Did you know you can steal this? And people don't think they do that. They do that. It happens all the time. They, they, you know, they, right. they like to do that. Because some of the smart guys, they like to be seen as a smart guy and they like to teach other people the ropes.
1: And most of these retailers have a non-confrontation policy in that if a shoplifter comes in and steals items, they tell their staff, let them go, don't confront them. So you're, you're retailers. So there's, there's there's And there's, they know that too. Yeah, they know that 100%. So And some folks have bought in calculators to make sure they stay under that 950 threshold. Shut up. No, they do. A shopping cart and they'll ring it up on a calculator to make sure they're under that. It happens every day. In California. In California, Yes.
0: So, for those outside of California, um, that Prop 20 was your initiative. Like, you spearheaded that, right? You put that together. You didn't try to repeal Prop 47. You just
1: wanted to say, hey, let's make it more common sense. Middle of the road, like the state of California, right? I'll tell you what what a good one is on the DNA thing. So, the DNA, if you're arrested for a felony in California, they take your DNA when you go to jail. They swab your cheek. So, we got a DNA database. But when they initiated Prop 47 in 2014, those seven theft and drug crimes dropped off; they're misdemeanors. You no longer got DNA anymore. On cold case hits, we've probably lost five or six thousand cold case hits because of that. When someone gets caught on a cold case hit for a murder or rape, series sexual assault, there are scientific studies in ten states in the UK that DNA cold case hit came because someone was arrested for drugs or theft. Right. That's, where the, that's where the DNA sample came from, yeah. scientific data. I totally agree. But in the building over here that I work in, they don't care about that. It's scientific data. So that's crazy. So right now you have murders and rapes. They're, we're solving a lot from data, but if it's happened since 2014, you're not going to solve those cases. And that is unjust. Yeah. That is criminal.
0: It is. It is criminal. And it's, it's, it's actually very mm. – it's just a very mean way to run a state because you're looking at victims and you're saying, sorry, man, sorry. You know, we're going to look after the bad guys.
1: They don't talk about victims over there though.
0: Well, they've turned it around. Actually, the state of California, the, they have turned it around where victims are now the people who are incarcerated.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: That's happened over the, like the last three years. Really? It's happened. I've noticed, um, when the bail, because in California, they also, uh, passed a bill to undo bail. So in other words, when you're arrested, if this is what they wanted, right? You essentially just been been released, catch and, catch and release in California. Mm-hmm. But the people came together, put an initiative on the ballot, which you can do in California, and they undid that. Right. But overwhelmingly, it was like 70%, right. overwhelmingly overruled the people, uh, uh, the legislature of California. But
1: you know, there's a lot of misinformation. I'll give you Sacramento County. Sacramento is probably the fifth or sixth largest county in the state. So the jail downtown, we're talking about on bail, it's pretrial inmates. So the jail downtown holds 2,500 inmates. They book 55,000 people in a year. The vast majority go in and go out. Think about this. The ones that stay, say because they have multiple failures to appear. In the past, they've been released and didn't show up for court. Maybe they're a sex offender. They have a high bail because of their charges. So most folks that go in come out. So really the ones that are there, you deserve to, to be there, deserve to be there. Yeah. And you're talking a small number. If you look statewide, the number of pretrial inmates is less than 30 or 40,000 out of a state of 40 million people.
0: Yeah. In California, in the bail debate, here's what I noticed. They take they cherry pick like three cases where somebody got arrested going home to work or coming home from work to their two kids in the apartment. And they had to spend a weekend in jail. Right. And they use them. As the poster child, when that's really very, very rare, you're right, because of the overcrowding at our jails and because of another thing that happened in California under Governor Jerry Brown, which was he and i forget the 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 legislation on this, where they now allow prisoners to fill up our county jails. Which one was that?
1: AB 109.
0: AB 109. So AB 109 in California, that allows the jails now to hold people who should be in prison, the more hardened felons.
1: And, and that's problematic. So your, your county jails, obviously, you have pretrial inmates in there, and then you also have sentenced inmates. And before Prop 47, when you were sentenced to county jail, was no more than a year. Right Now you have folks sentenced to 14 years in the county jail. County jails don't have... The rehabilitation that the state prisons have. It's, no. it's not designed that way. Just the phys, the actual physical place, physical place of the jail, the layout doesn't allow for that. So it's been a big issue. Are you being rehabilitated for being spending 14 years in a county jail? Hell no. So were
0: you in were you still working at the jail when this AB 109 happened or were you already in the legislature?
1: No, I was, no, I was still a cop. So
0: did you, have you noticed the difference in the inmates at the county jail?
1: Yes. Since, much, much more hard and you have U- 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 state prison inmates. So hard, hardcore.
0: So if I am, say I'm a Joe businessman, right? Right. Uh, had a going away party for, you know, somebody in the office, went to Applebee's, right? Had a couple too many beers, get pulled over for a DUI. Um, and they take me to jail, county jail to, right. you know, sleep it off until right. I can, you know, post bail, blah, 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 or whatever, get released because they hold you there. Um, so now he's going into a county jail with hardened felons.
1: Right. And you would you would pee your pants. <laughs> Seriously, if you went in there, yeah, you'd be scared. Because you're, you're not walking
0: around on a tour. Like, I walked to county jail with you on a tour. Right. And I was already scared, man. I was holding on to your belt loop the whole fucking I prote- way. I protected you. <laughs> but I could imagine... <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember we walked by the one cell and they had that one kid who looked like he may have uh, got crazy at the uh, at the fraternity party mm-hmm. and he was in there with his little Bermuda shorts and his like, uh, I don't know, Tommy Bahama shirt right. and he was in there with a bunch of hardened gangsters. Uh, oh. I was like, damn, this dude, man. So Prop 57 came in, AB 109. Now we're sending hardened felons into our county jails with, you know, so we're filling up the jails now.
1: And they're releasing 100 lifers a month and have been for the past two years. Under COVID? Because of COVID? No, they were before COVID. So what's going on there? Just releasing 100 lifers a month. That's, I mean. In California? Yeah, the prison population is down. It's down significantly. So who's doing that? Um, The state. The state parole is. Basically, California, there's, uh, and I, I'm not being insincere, there is zero accountability when it comes to folks that commit these acts. Because you're not gonna get in trouble. That's why it's pretty much go out and do what you want. And and folks, it's, it's interesting, some of my colleagues, crime is down, crime is down. No, crime is underreported.
0: Crime is underreported, that's under-reported. right. The you're exactly right. The,
1: the car break-ins in San Francisco, I mean, it's, it's just all over the state. Violent crime, homicides are up everywhere. And right now, it's interesting to see all these elected officials, mayors of big cities. We got to deal with crime. We got to deal with crime. And before that, it was defund the police. Now, no one's saying that because the constituents are angry, and these folks are being held accountable. But but the
0: the folks who are the pro—that's probably not a good way to put it. I was going to say pro crime, but pro criminal are.
1: You know, the yeah. guys
0: that are kind of soft on on what should happen. I'll, on, I'll,
1: I'll use that, yeah. Yeah.
0: What is their strongest argument that they come at you with in California? Like why this should be? I, I,
1: I think the past, the unfair system. And you know what? It's, uh, there are some tweaks and there's some things that need to be fixed in the system. It was, but it's just gone by so much. And they've won so many victories that they keep going and there's there's no accountability. And like I said, um, it, it's 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 crazy out there. The the legislation we passed, the laws we passed, into session last night, um, last year, there's a bill to expunge all misdemeanors. Okay, give someone a chance, it's not on their record. I get that, I get redemption. But I bought up, I go, hey, I go, you could have a misdemeanor child annoyance where someone touches a kid on the outside of their clothing that would qualify for that. That's not okay, I don't want that person working at a school dealing with kids or around children. They shouldn't be around children. That bill was set to pass we killed that bill the last night of session on a floor speech talking about my experience as a detective and, and working uh, with child exploitation victims. And otherwise that bill would have passed.
0: Now, isn't sex trafficking not covered by some law in California? What is that story?
1: Um, human trafficking of a child is not considered a violent crime. There've been a ton of bills on human trafficking, but um, okay, you can pimp a kid and it's not a violent crime. And what, what's crazy is right now, to present day in California, crimes that are not—they're felonies but not considered violent crimes—is raping and drugging a woman, human trafficking of a child, raping someone developmentally disabled, a drive-by shooting, domestic violence. If I beat you with a baseball bat, a knife, anything else, I beat you with—that's not considered a violent crime. And we tried to change that. If and also hate crimes. Think these, about all,
0: these are not violent crimes.
1: They're felonies but not violent crimes right. under the penal code and hate crimes, all the violent hate crimes right now yeah. across the country. So I, re- I ran multiple bills to change that. If the bills had been changed, the law, all it would have done it was it said, hey, you know what? You're not eligible for early release because your crime shocks the public conscience. Right. We're not gonna let you out early. You're gonna do all your time. But well, some folks don't even want that. They want zero accountability. So, I mean, I'm
0: assuming you when you bring up this list of horrific crimes, right, to these other folks, they must go, uh, you know what? Really good point. I think we made a mistake and overlooked those. No. You know, we should add these because no.
1: No, not at all. When you ask the public, they're like, yes, you are right. serious crimes. <laughs> right, right. They should be violent crimes. Nothing. Nothing. Zero. Crickets. They kill the bills. Bills die, yeah. Um, and there was a
0: dude just in front of a bus stop, just laying on the sidewalk. Laying on the sidewalk. And you know what I thought? That's normal now. Yeah. That's normal. No one was stopping going, Hey, is that guy okay? Hey, is he dead? No one stopped. No one did anything, man. 20 years ago, there would be people around him going, dude, you all right? Hey, you okay? Not in California anymore. Not even in a suburb like Rancho Cordova. Like, okay, Sacramento, where we're at right now, downtown, that shit happens like, you know, all over the place. I'm talking about a suburb. Dude, laying on the sidewalk next to busy Sunrise Avenue, no one even
1: cared or looked. It's Sunrise Boulevard, first of all. And secondly, <laughs> it happens so you much. You don't know. I know. <laughs> Just use the proper grammar. People are people desensitized to it. They they see it every day. It's just you common. Do. It's common. They don't. It doesn't bother them.
0: Man, families, and so that's the same sidewalk that people that live in those apartments up and down there walk their kids in their little strollers, right? Moms right. who are just trying to work three jobs and get out of those apartments and buy a house someday, and they got to walk down those sidewalks and walk around. You know, Bob who's passed out there for God knows what reason. I don't know. Right. He could have been dead. He could have been. No one knows or no one paid attention. No one asked. So do you see that changing in California, man?
1: No, it's a a common occurrence. It's just part of everyday living and people just desensitized to it, even the crime and stuff. And I've told a lot of folks, I mean, you see murders and assaults every day on TV and the news. And I I think for things to really change, you have to have another poly class type case where someone has to do something bad to a kid and have a murder like that. And then it takes off. That's what it's going to take to to move the needle. And that, 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 that's tragic. It shouldn't be that
0: way. It shouldn't be that way. Not at all. It shouldn't be that way. Because as we said, with Polly Class, with Katie Tibbetts, with the young woman I referred to earlier, um, Emma Rourke, we know about them. This stuff happens so many times a day. But they're people that we just don't, honestly, as a society, we don't seem to care about.
1: Well, and think about the ACLU, the crazy, crazy ACLU. They would either have someone walking down the street. With no clothes on and 30 degree weather, you can have a trash can as long as they have their freedom. They don't want a conservatorship. This person's mentally ill. They can't take care of themselves, but they're okay with them being on the street. Yeah. How, how is that acceptable? It's not acceptable. And, and, and it, this will change when the public gets pissed off and they're tired of it and they hold folks accountable. That's the bottom line. I, I try to do day in and day out and push back on these and just, I, I just, it falls on blank here as you run the bills, your bills don't get heard, your bills die. And it's frustrating on my part because I think mean, the bills that I run, they're not crazy. The majority of Californians support just common sense legislation.
0: So let's talk about the people that stood by while Rome burned. Um, so as we mentioned before, in California, you had Proposition 20, which tried to do a common sense Um, which was a common sense reaction to Prop 47, because we all saw the the retail theft going up, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody did. Everybody else sees the other violent crime uh, ticking up, right? When you combine it with Prop 57, with AB 109, with the no bail. And even though we killed the no bail, counties are still doing it. They're still calling their own shots and doing it and saying, hey, stop us. So people are being released. Um, But when you did Prop 20... The people that would have benefited the most, as you said, the retailers, right? They have lobbyists. They have associations here in California that lobby, right? right? The California Retail Association. Right. So, I mean, I could see the independent ones like Lowe's and Home Depot and, you know, Kohl's and these guys where they go, hey, 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 you know. I don't want to get my name out there, but why don't you go through our association? That's usually how stuff is done. Right. You're like, oh, I can't give to you, but you know our association is going right. to help you out. How did that association, right? They must have said, hey, thank God, Mr. Cooper, we need this help.
1: Association, spineless, they did nothing. They did absolutely nothing. And and my, my big issue with that is the retailers have a lot of money. They just pass it on to consumers. But what about that small st- corner store? Right. Or some... But he just walks in, grabs a bunch of beer, soda, and chips, and walks out. That owner don't afford that. they can afford that. A small bookstore, and really the small business is impacted. The retailers are fine. They've got deep pockets, plenty of money. But for those small pop stores, mom and pop stores, which is the backbone of most business, they have nothing. They eat it. So that's the tragedy there.
0: So how much did they give? Nothing. Oh, you mean like, I thought you meant nothing like they just gave a little measly amount.
1: The retailers? Yeah. They gave zero. Zero. And I'm, I'm, a, I've told them that. They, they, I, I have no respect for them. The grocers came in and fought. The grocers didn't care. They were doing what was right. Retailers did absolutely nothing. So who were people afraid of?
0: <laughs> I know who they're afraid of. <laughs>
1: they're afraid of. They're
0: afraid of, <laughs> of Governor, uh, Governor Brown. So, uh, see, because I put a lot of this blame at the feet of Governor or former Governor Jerry Brown I will say until the day I die, which might be soon, I guess, if he's as powerful as people say, um, he all of this lays at his feet, man, because he he had Prop 47. He pushed Prop 47, AB 109. He signed AB 109. Prop 57 was his baby. He helped write that. And then on your Prop 20, he gave a million dollars to beat it. He also gave money on our against uh, when uh, the bail agents tried to uh, uh, successfully undid the bail, the well, bail f-
1: bill. Facebook gave money against Prop 20. And so did uh, the owner of Netflix. His wife gave money. Facebook? Na- Facebook Zuckerberg? And Netflix. Yeah. Well, because he live on islands.
0: See, it's easy for these people. So, so Jerry Brown, probably the most privileged person in the history of California. I don't know if you could get more privileged Than Jerry Brown lives on his family ranch out in uh, Calusa or no Tehama County. So it's easy for him living on this ranch, right on thousand acres of ranch land to go ahead and, you know, do this stuff. He doesn't have to face it every day. It's easy for Zuckerberg, who. Literally bought an island, right, uh, to go move to the island while California burns. And it's easy for Reed Hastings to do it because he's got homes all over the world. These guys don't have to live in these little apartments in Huntington Park or out here in Del Paso. They don't got to do that shit. They don't have to be the little mama, you know, doing her kid on the stroller down the sidewalk while 18 guys are passed out or doing meth. This is what kills me about this state. I don't know, do we fix that? I mean, I guess it's with the initiative. I mean, what can you do with the initiative process we have here?
1: Well, it's tough and right now with, with the voter turnout to qualify an initiative, when we qualified it, it was $2 million to gather signatures. That money, that $2 million went to gather signatures. To gather signatures now for an initiative, you're gonna spend $10 or $15 million. And that's just to get it qualified, that's not your campaign. So it's very expensive to qualify any initiative right
0: now. So billionaires like Zuckerberg and Hastings and guys with $20 million war chests like former Governor Brown, they can really help it. They can really shape all that stuff.
1: Those private folks can, yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's, that's, I don't know. I'm of two, I'm of two minds of that because I do see where the initiative process can do good things in California. But I, I also see where these guys like Zuckerberg can totally abuse it and get their, you know, True. They can do their damage and then go to their island, right? So um, what's up for California? Where do we go from here?
1: I don't know. I think people are fed up and we'll see what happens. Uh, things have to change. But I think it has to get worse before it gets better. It's, How it's, can it get worse though? Oh, it can get worse. You think so? It can get worse. The chickens are coming home to roost. yeah. And that, that's unfor- unfortunate. It shouldn't be that way. It's a great estate, but it's just right now, it's just, I don't know. I just can't put my finger on it. It's just a deliberate indifference and zero accountability.
0: Yeah, there is zero accountability, man. Um, So it's no surprise, you know, we let off with Emma Rourke in her case. It's no surprise that we have Emma Rourke's because the bad guys that take advantage of these young women like her, the young victims like her, they know. They know. That, you know, you you can't test them for stuff, they're going to be released right away, they're going to have activists, right, who are going to be out there defending them, asking for the release, that the jails are going to be too crowded, they'll probably be released. They know, man, they know what's going on in California because they all talk to each other. So it's no wonder that California is in the place it is. How can you make a difference as a sheriff in Sacramento? Like,
1: well, I think being engaged, being accountable, uh, number one, the homeless, homelessness is not a crime. It's not a crime to be homeless. homelessness, Mm-mm. but there has to be accountability. You gotta have the carrot and the stick and really deal with that. And so far, no one has wanted to do that. The American River Bike Trail, where Emma was assaulted and mm-hmm. killed, that was a jewel of Sacramento. It's not that anymore. A lot of folks are afraid to go down there. And 100 fires, we had 100 fires that were down there. Think about the resources that were spent by our fire departments, putting out those fires and addressing that. We've got to deal with that and really deal with crime and accountability and and get along and work with other people. Um, Law enforcement can't solve it by itself. It's a partnership, working with other folks. And right now they don't have that. It hasn't been that way for a long time. Um, you have a sheriff that doesn't talk to his board of supervisors. So it's dysfunctional. The lawsuits over $20 million in lawsuits or $25 million in lawsuits that have been settled. So um, it's time to do something different, time for a change. What's crazy, my friends ask me, being sheriff is much harder. The assembly is, you don't have the stress you have and being sheriff, you can be at home in bed and get yeah. in trouble for something someone else did. <laughs> that's true man that's real talk
0: if somebody goes crazy in the jail man yeah. it's like hey yeah. coop <laughs> yeah. what are your people doing exactly shit man yep that's good hey you know I've I've enjoyed having you on as always you uh, might want to start doing some cardio though
1: I'm just fascinated by that leather bracelet you have I made one of those in, high, in junior <laughs> high school back in 1979 <laughs> Is that, did you make that bracelet 40 years ago <laughs> I did. and you kept it this whole time I did
0: man it means a lot to me all right it means a lot to me all right
1: kind of like you do <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, but you, you got the COVID-15 where'd you get that suit man Mervyn's I thought Mervyn's
0: shut down did you find a Mervyn's <laughs> outlet <laughs> somewhere in the Central Valley where'd you get that suit
1: all right man it's been good thanks Jim Cooper all right David Quintana. <laughs> All right, homie.
0: <laughs> hey, if you like what you hear, like and subscribe. It really means a lot, and we would love to have you coming back every week. Thank you. I grab the microphone That rocket it cold hard. Go behind the curtains while my fat just pointing. You know what no still doing. I'm blazing the joint because it seems a lot of time. I'm at my best after some indica. Or bowl of I'm creating, multiplying, big top supplying enough bud to keep the whole party high on. I might get ill, roll an eighth and one holder, park my pants to go jetting on my scooter.